join us each week as Andrew, Ray, and others bring us in on one of their weekly phone conversations with an amazing agent. This is Little Oak Weekly. Hey, everyone. Excited to have you with us today for another episode of Little Oak Weekly. I am very excited to introduce today's guest, often thought of as both a gentleman and a scholar, Rene Brassard. Rene, I don't think it's overstating it to say that Rene is one of the most highly respected agents uh, in our board and specifically in the market that he works in most often, Abbotsford. I don't know what else to say. Rene is just that kind of guy. He's impacted a lot of people in, uh, in some positive ways. And he's just an absolute joy to, uh, to work with within the industry. So today we get into all kinds of great topics that I'm sure you'll learn a lot from. Uh, we do touch on uh, strategies in the changing market. We talk a little bit about Renee's story, uh, what brought him to the point he's at today in his career. And we take a few trips down memory lane, uh, learning from lessons in the past. So without further ado, I trust you will enjoy my time with Mr. Renee Broussard. Hello. Yes, sir. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. Hey, your sound quality is pretty good. What are you talking to me on? I'm talking on, um, I just upgraded from my iPhone 6 to my iPhone 12. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So, so I got the, uh, um, I've got some wireless earbuds that uh, Wendy had gotten me, but uh, they keep falling out of my ear. So the guy at the, the, um, at the uh, phone store, hopefully they're not listening, um, <laughs> um, said I couldn't use my earbuds, right? So I had to buy some new earbuds, but I didn't buy them that day. But then I thought, wait a minute, this connection looks the same as my old earbuds. So I plugged it in the bottom. So that's what I'm talking about, my uh, Apple earbuds, but with the long wire. So are you, are you one of the, uh, are you one of the humans in the world who's afflicted with large ear holes? Is that a challenge for you? Oh. <laughs> Cause I'm, I'm the opposite. I have small ear holes. And, oh. and that's also a problem. Uh, but maybe you're the other extreme. Probably. <laughs> that's an amazing conversation. <laughs> exactly. Uh, this is we're uh, we're recording. It's all this is all part of it. So you know we're oh, great. we're 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 right into it. What's your uh, are you are you what's your sales life like this week? You got lots of uh, are you In, cranking right out now, deals or what? Right, right now I am listless. Oh, so like you sold, that was at Ware Street. You sold Ware Street and now you're, you got no. Sold, sold Ware, sold Park. Um, are those are the last couple of sales we had. Um, yeah. Lucky okay. enough, some, uh, some, some multiple offers and some happy buyers, some happy sellers. Yeah. It's worked out. Uh, it, I mean, I've, I'm hearing some stories about uh, other people not, uh, not being successful, having an offer date and hearing crickets. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're experiencing that at all, but, uh, yeah. Uh, I've had, you know, I've been, well, I mean, I, I, everyone's in a different place in their career, obviously. Um, I think that there's some people that work, like I've heard the stories, a lot of people work with a lot of buyers and it just, you know, a lot of frustration. I have not had been one of those people who's had a story where a buyer's missed out, you know, 10 times or whatever. Right. Um, yeah. Can't imagine how frustrating that would be, uh, and how it would just feel like you're wasting time all the time. But yeah, I've not, I've not had that. I've been on the uh, fortunate end of you know dealing with more listings and buyers. As I think you're probably what are you like fifty fifty in terms of what you do, or are you you? I mean, you have yeah, quite a bit of listings. Pretty pretty much. I mean, I I think if you look at uh, like if you use the medallion stats, I can't remember yeah. exactly what the what the um, 
I think last year was more, probably more heavier on listings. And that was just because, like you say, you're just you're working so hard with buyers. I mean, if you've got something, if you've, if you've got the ability to buy without like a subject to financing or anything like that, or if you've got maybe a, a bigger risk tolerance, I mean, it's, for most people, it's a calculated risk. So it's just a matter of, okay, mm-hmm. So we we were were approved. Now the property has to approve, right? So yep. the the list, listing agent probably has to sell sell the appraiser on why it sold for one hundred twenty eight thousand over asking price, um, <laughs> <laughs> right? But uh, I mean, and that's that the onus is on the on the listing agent because market value is what a buyer's willing to pay, and obviously um, a buyer was willing to pay that price. So Mister Mister or Mrs. Appraisal appraiser, yep. I believe you should should appraise it for that value. I I had one of those calls. Uh, it was actually last. It was last week, I think. It was a deal that I did like in the last month, let's say. And so you know, unconditional deal. And I'm the listing agent. I get the call, and the appraiser kind of gives me the call, and he's like, "Hey, uh, just trying to figure out what happened here." And you can tell right away by the time, tone of his voice, he's yeah. having a hard time with the number. And he goes, "So give me a little background." I said, "Well, I said I know why you're calling. So here's the deal." I told him, I'm like, we had this many offers and it was a lot of offers. And I said, if I didn't sell it for that, I could have actually sold it for this or this. And the two other numbers were just like right below the winning offer. Right. So that, and I said to him, I'm like, so you had three buyers who were all willing to pay in that range. In my mind, that's a pretty strong indication of market value. And he went, okay, yeah, sounds good. All right. Thanks. You know, click. Exactly. And, uh, And, And sometimes you have the ability to say, we had two offers that were over this price that we sure. accepted totally but, uh, but uh, the the realtor told us that they were that that they were they were a cash buyer and now you're calling us so obviously they were not a cash buyer yeah yeah totally but but as you know as you know we know that uh most of the no subject cash offers wink wink nudge nudge are gonna end up with an appraisal for financing so. what happened with um you mentioned the medallion i just jumped on to uh the medallion stats to see, I was looking up actually last year's stats, just going into yeah. our awards. You know, we did the AGM, as you know, yesterday. Yeah. We'll probably talk yeah. a bit about that. But um, I was looking up uh, medallion stuff, and I noticed that this year's medallion, have I missed something? Like, they're no longer showing what everyone has yeah. sold. What's happened? I, I don't know. My my guess, because somebody else asked me that too, I had I had two theories. One, they they're they're working on working on a different program, and they're going to come up with the numbers. No, or, it's got to be somebody or, got their feelings or, hurt. It's got to be that. It, it could could very well be right. Yeah. I mean, I've been I've been in that position before. I was uh, interviewing. Um, I mean, I was on the list, but maybe I wasn't as high as the other realtor that had interviewed, and and that realtor had shown the list um, as far as where they were. And mm. apparently, I'm told that that uh, is a no no. And so they're probably saying, yeah, here's now you're you're on the list, but we're not going to tell you the numbers. I believe I could be wrong, but I think the Chilliwack board or Vancouver board. Can you see the number of sales each person has? I don't don't don't, know if you can. I don't know. I I, I honestly don't. I'm not a person who follows it uh, all the time, Um, but I happened to check it because I was looking at AGM stuff. And then I was like, I showed current year. And so I jumped in the current year just to kind of see what was going on. Because our sales, right. our sale, our number of sales are down, right? Like we're down like forty five percent in terms of number of transactions to start the year, like in the board. And so I was curious to see how you know various people had started, and it just it it doesn't really make sense though. Even th- that analogy that you said doesn't make sense because it still shows the order 
So like as an example, right. like, no, I can't exactly. remember who yeah, was on top. Sure. Like, you know, probably like Gravinder Singh Dollywall or Mindy or whoever. Like they were on top Correct. and they're always yep. there and blah, blah, blah. So it's yeah. still the order. It just doesn't show the number of homes. And I actually think that that we're, we're I think that that's really uh, unfortunate, dare I say stupid, because um, I, I understand, you know, whatever. Maybe people want to say, well, it shouldn't matter, but it does matter because we can, there's an, you can get an indication as to what's going on in the market by watching the volume of sales of medallion qualifiers. I've done right. this many years. Like, you know, you'll know, like some years you make medallion, like we've had years where you make medallion with 16 transactions. And then there's other exactly. years where it takes 27 transactions to make medallion. And right. we've had years where like, you know, freaking Mindy sells 320. And then we've had years where Mindy sells 150. This yeah. is all, these are all good indicators, right? So I think that we're actually being really stupid by not giving ourselves access to that. It's got to be some snowflake got their feelings hurt. That's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> Sorry to the snowflake who's out there if they're listening. Boy. I don't know. I thought you might know. You're the guy who knows all the gossip. So I thought. I thought no, but the, um, I'm not sure if you're aware of this. Um, in the 90s, uh, oh, here always, we go. Here, this is <laughs> this is why you're here right now. <laughs> the med, the medallion was based on sort of. Um, they hold had on, a, hold on. I'm pouring a scotch. Just wait. Okay, go. Okay, go. <laughs> I feel like Cliff Clavin. Um, they had uh, they, there was a number. Let's say it was 161,000. So if you sold um, a condo that was 78,000, yeah, you divided. You there was a minimum number. Well, let's say it was 0.5, possibly. I can't remember exactly what it was to a maximum. So the medallion, so they changed the medallion. I'm not, I can't remember now if it was, if it was mid to late nineties that every sale counted as one. So if you were, um, if if you sold mobile home, right, you, you, you barely made medallion, but you may have done a hundred deals. Well, Right? There were, and there so, was a guy. Who was the guy that did all the mobile sales? You remember? Les, Les Wellman. Yes, Les Surrey. Wellman. He used to so, crank it so out big him, time. Yeah, him and his son Dean. I think they still do. Okay. So if you if you so now I'm not sure. Um, you have to refresh my memory on the new medallion. Can you see dollar volume there on the yeah? On the side? You you can, yeah. but but so what so, you're saying so, is the dollar volume used to actually play a role in your point correct. production, and now it correct. doesn't. Correct. And now it doesn't. Now yeah. it's the number of sales, right? So. So um, if you've got um, a lot of um, smaller condos and you sell 100 of them, you get 100 points, right? Yeah. Right? Where, yeah. Whereas if you send, sell five acreages and you make more money than the guy who sells 100 condos, well, the guy with 100 condos is, this is where perception is everything, I guess, mm-hmm. in Medallion. It's like, hey, wow, he sold 100, 100 properties, yeah. right? But the guy who sold five acres maybe made more money yeah. than than the hundred condos, right? But yeah. Anyways. Yeah. 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 So I've always off. In, in, <laughs> and in our world, uh, you know, within the Remax network, the net the Remax network awards commissions earned, which has a direct correlation to dollar volume. Uh, yeah. I don't know what a lot of other brokerages or other brands do, but I, I've always I've liked the fact that our board does one thing, and then our our brokerage brand does another and then we kind of you know we hit all sides you know through the right. award season right i don't know i i, I think every brokerage is like that like right does they're that, awarding does sutton, they're, it's all like based it, on commissions sutton yeah, and so landmark everything. did the same thing they yeah, were they were yeah, always commissions yeah. okay yeah landmark had always uh three star four star five star 
five star, I think, was one hundred and fifty thousand plus. And then um, as the house prices went up, sure. and people's incomes increased. They created the thing I um, master, I believe it was called. So you had you had three, four, five, and master or elite. I'm trying to remember. I'd have to go find my plaque in the garage. <laughs> what do you mean your plaque? You probably have 120 <laughs> plaques. No, I wouldn't say that. Oh, I guess a few of them. But I, anyways, I've enjoyed watching. Uh, it's been kind of comical watching. Not comical. Well, kind of comical watching the 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 Remax network as the world's inflated and prices have changed. They've had to come up with new names for award yeah. levels, right? Like back in the day, like I oh. remember, I remember when I started. It was so. It was basically like you know platinum was like humongous like 250 right. yeah. grand like that's a lot of money sure. and it was basically like it was larry oh. siebert jim reimer randy dick uh i mean i'm talking in our office right yeah and, yeah, then, for sure. and then like every now and then and then like a couple people would hit chairman and it would be like, holy crap chairman's amazing and then of course yeah. the you know the world inflates and uh and now we've got i don't even i can't even keep track of it. there's diamond and titan yeah. and and there's another one beyond that. There's a new one they've made. Um, eventually, we're going to get to a billion. You know, they're going to have to come up with new, <laughs> with new names. In, well, I, I mean, from the outside looking in, right? I mean, I came to Remax in 2019. But prior, prior to that, yeah, you all of a sudden, somebody made a hall, the Hall of Fame. They made a million dollars in their career. Yeah. Um, right? I mean, so you're, you're in your in your twenties and these people have been realtors for who knows how many years and they made a million, a million bucks. And now, now it's not uncommon to hear realtors making a million to 2 million plus or whatever. It's crazy. Oh, we have people like lifetime achievement is three mil. And then I think it's 10 mil is circle of legends. I mean, that's still getting to 10 mil in anyone's career, even in, even in today's dollars. I mean, that's no small feat because no, you, exactly. you have to, it's one thing to have a big year or two. It's another thing to be consistent, you know, that's over right. 10 or 15 years. And, uh, that, yeah. yeah, that's tough. That's hard for anyone to do. 10 mil is a huge accomplishment. Exactly. Yeah. You're top six forward on some team. Yeah. Top six forward. You get, you get the big paycheck. <laughs> Absolutely. Are you, do you follow the Canucks? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Are they, are they going to, are they trading Brock Besser? Have you heard this? I have not heard that, but you know what? I haven't been, I, I have to confess the last 14 days, I haven't really been paying much attention. I thought they were going to trade Halak. Um, and then they played him one game. I was shocked. I thought, Oh, but I still think that's going to happen. I think, uh, Rutherford and I uh, forgot the new guy, the new general manager that came from. Pittsburgh you mean that? Well. Oh, the, yeah. Well, and then they got the assistant GM is Cami, uh, um, Granado. Cami yeah. Granado or, yeah. or did she, yeah. did she still Granado? Yeah. She didn't take on Ray's name. That's right. Ray yeah. Ferraro. Yeah. Ray Ferraro. Yeah. They're, um, yeah. So I think they're going to make some, make some deals probably. Cause that's what they, they did in Pittsburgh before. So yeah. Yeah. Back to, so you indicated you're a nineties child. When did you get licensed again? 90 what? I got licensed in 1991. How old so were you? 20, 20, 20, 22 years old. 22 years old. So didn't, didn't really know anything about real estate. So, um, yeah, I had, uh, had a, a family friend, if you want to call it, somebody from that was uh, a friend of my brother's back in the day and said, uh, said uh, what are you doing? I said, oh, I think we're going on tour. So <laughs> it was like a Tuesday. I think my license is, is officially March 26th, but I started on April 2nd. Didn't want to start on April 1st on the Monday. <laughs> no, you start don't want to April be a fool. Yep, yep. Exactly. So I started April 2nd, Tuesday, office meeting. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. And um, 
yeah, meet me at this address. So meet the, the at this address in a vacant house. I was like, hmm, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. So he's like, he's like, hop in. So we drove by two or three listings, or sorry, two or three properties, and says, "Okay, my fo- my friend owns this one. We're going to list this at one hundred thirty-eight thousand. Drove by another one. The, I said, the, um, "This one here, we're going to list at one twenty-six. And then I forgot what the other house was, but so I'll meet you back at the office. So let's write an ad. So here we are, like That's day amazing. one of real estate, writing this ad, and uh, yeah. So then it was um, every deal. Then he's like, uh, watch those guys. There's two guys chain smoking in the back office, um, <laughs> calling, calling out of the phone book. So yep. I, thought, hmm, I could do that, I guess. So um, at the time, it was uh, Sutton Group Central Valley Realty. So I'm like, hey, I'm calling from Sutton Group Realty. Uh, just wondering if, you wanna, if you're thinking of selling your house. Was no, that in Abbotsford like, or where was that? In Abbotsford. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then when did you, you went to, like, you've been at Landmark, but you were at Landmark. Like, as a, how, did it, how did you go Landmark? At the time, um, there was probably the the writing was on the wall for that brokerage that uh, was that something was going to happen there. Sure, uh, you can talk to Jim Reimer about it a little bit more. So Jim <laughs> and I were both at, uh, at 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 that office. It was great, um, great brokerage, and then it, it got changed, and and yeah, as ownership changed, uh, the brokerage was changing. So um, that can happen. So, so then um, there was a couple of choices in town, and I chose Landmark Realty. Um, and so I was Landmark Realty from 1994 till 2017. It sold. Um, you cut me, I bled Landmark Realty. Um, oh, yeah. Just, you... That's uh, the way it was, right? So there became a time where it's like, okay, so what am I going to do? And so I thought, you know what, I'm calling you. And uh, well, I mean, Landmark turned, out, turned out a lot of free lunches from you guys. But, yeah. uh, so, so. Landmark turned into Sutton when? Like they, they got bought back. 2017. 2017. 2017. Yeah. And yeah, and then you, you joined us finally in, in 2019. Two, 2019. 2019. Yeah. yeah. Was there. But yeah, I mean. Go, sorry, ahead. go ahead. No, no, no. You go. You go. No, no, no. No. Who, who was your. <laughs> did you have. So back in the 90s, your kid. Yeah. Who was your, like, who did you want to grow up and be? Who was your real estate hero? Who's the guy you looked at and you're like, oh man, if I could just be that guy. You know, um, that's, a, that's a great question because there, um, there was a lot of been, awesome dudes. There's, oh, there's been several realtors, right? I mean, um, throughout the, throughout the time, like, I mean, uh, I grew up across the street from Mel Craft, mm-hmm. right? He's the first realtor I ever really knew. And my, 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 my dad still, well, now now Mello's kind of um, passed over his database to me, um, but my dad was up until till Mel retired was still getting. Oh, I got a calendar and a letter from Mister Kraft, yeah. and so might list with and, them, Renee. Maybe maybe might sell with Mel. You never know. <laughs> and 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 the 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 thing is about uh, about Mel. It was when I started real estate. I remember phoning his house because that's what it was, right? You, yeah. You, in in the nineties, you're 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 phoning somebody at home if if they're not in the office, they must be at home um, because now everyone's publishing cell numbers because it costs you a dollar fifty a minute to talk yep. on that thing. Yep. Right. So it was like I think I phoned Mrs. Kraft. Hi, Mrs. Kraft. Is uh is Mr. Kraft there? Because <laughs> I wanted to show one of his listings. Mm-hmm. Renee, now Renee, now that you're in real estate, you can call yeah, him Mel. Totally. Okay, thanks. Okay, thanks, Mrs. Kraft. <laughs> yeah, Mel there. <laughs> that's amazing. But yeah, then I mean, you got Harvey Goodwin. Um, oh yeah, I, Harvey. I, Harvey I mean, was I did, amazing. I did it. 
Harvey and we're sorry, Harvey. I know you're still around. I'm talking about Harvey as if he's not around. (laughs) I did a deal with Harvey and I was uh, at my other brokerage and we're walking through his office. I mean, at the time on Simon there, they had very, very modern offices, right? Oh yeah. And I said, Hey, this is nice. And he stopped in the hallway, turned around. He goes, and there's room for you. That's amazing. And, and I mean, him and I still talk about that to this date. Um, yeah. So, but, uh, but yeah, anyways, that was, uh, it's been a long haul. So Mel, years. Mel was some... your guy, Mel and Harvey were your, were your heroes that you wanted to grow up and be like. Yeah, I guess, uh, I mean, uh, those are, those are a couple. I'm sure there's a, I'm going to get off the phone with you and think, oh, I hope so-and-so is not listening to this because, mm-hmm. uh, so, <laughs> but though there's been a lot of, a lot of, a lot, of, a lot of good realtors out there. That's for sure. One of your good buddies was, uh, so I have, I mean, obviously I spent a lot of early years with Randy and Randy had a huge impact on my life. And, and so Randy mm-hmm. was a guy that I obviously looked up to and, and learned a lot from, but within our office, there's two, there's two names that always come to my mind. So, uh, one of them, uh, within our office is Stan Weeb because Stan was a guy that, you know, he was a whatever he was in, he was a lot older than me and experienced. And he took me seriously when I was a young, dumb kid, uh, which I always appreciated. And then one of your really good buddies, uh, Mike Gibson. Yeah. Mike did. I'll never, I have a story about Mike in my first year. So it's like, it's 2003 ish, maybe early four. Um, I, I had, you know, I had to, whatever, typical scenario, didn't have control of buyers, you know, and it, whatever, Mike ends up doing some work. I end up, you know, inadvertently screwing Mike over because he, you know, whatever. I, I was, a, I didn't know what I was doing. It was all my fault. And yeah. <laughs> he was, ex, he was extremely gracious uh, with me in that scenario. And he ended up actually also being the listing agent of my very first sale. So he had helped me out in my very first transaction. And then a couple months later, I'm the guy screwing him over, which was just <laughs> terrible. <laughs> but he was so good to me and he's always been amazing. So Mike is, uh, yeah, anyways, he, he, was, he was one of my guys that I wanted to grow up and be like. Mike and I talk probably, uh, I would say two plus times a, a week, um, just about different scenarios, about diff- whether even for values on properties, even though we're different brokerages. Um, like to yeah, this I, to this day, you mean? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. 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 No, we're. Um, I, I like to think we're good friends. If he ever hears this, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I, I we're ordering uh, touch football jerseys for our team, um, and Mike's playing with his kids, and we're actually ordering an extra jersey just in case the kids kick him off his team. We got room on ours That's <laughs> for amazing. him to come back. <laughs> he's he's oh. good. He's athletic. Oh my goodness! Ask Ray if how good he is. Oh, oh yeah, because he whipped uh, Ray's ass in squash or whatever, right? Squash or racquetball? Squash? I can't yeah. remember what it is, but uh, well, yeah, Ray probably gives up what maybe fifteen to twenty years to Mike, and Mike is also uh, a little more athletically inclined than Ray is, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is uh, very uh, sort of like yourself, very competitive when it comes to if you're if you're if you're doing something, he does it one hundred and ten percent. Oh yeah, so. yeah, yeah, and. And it shows on his kids. Holy crap, those kids. I mean, yeah, they're, they're all like they're all superstars, right? And everything they've done. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. 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 There you yeah. go, Mike. If you ever listen to this, you know, you know we love you. <laughs> um hey, so let's jump to let's change topics slightly. Um sure. what are you 
I, and maybe I'm making something more than in my own head what I think this is, but the, the environment's been changing. Inventory's rising. Sales numbers are down versus last year. Yeah. Yeah. How are you, what's this doing to your conversations with your clients in terms of how to set up the transaction? You know, and you can approach this through a buyer conversation, seller conversation, pricing strategy. Like there's a whole gamut here of things to talk through, but wh- yeah. how are you, what are you doing in your head right now with that? Well, probably in my head's a little different than what, what's, what's been going on most recently. I mean, um, uh, so for example, I think the last, the last four sales um, have, <laughs> have all been strata and we've set records in each one of the, the, uh, the complexes or buildings. Okay. So that was, so most recently I know it was the Ware Street, uh, what's that called again? Mill District. Mill District. Yeah. And then you mentioned yeah. the park one, right? So Mill District, Vivon Park, Argyle, and then um, uh, Gallantry on, on yep. Pine. Yep. On, on Pine, that one. Um, That's the one that started it. You know what? That one, we got a hundred thousand over over list, um, yeah. which probably shocked everybody. Um, but in hindsight, now the buyer's probably thinking, "Hey, we got a decent deal." Oh, um, when you did because, that deal, I think everybody yeah. thought that was fifty grand more than it was worth, and now yeah. I think that same condo would go for six twenty five. Yeah, I mean, and that's one of the things that uh, as a realtor you advise your your clients. I mean, it could go either way, but um, most of the time you have to prepare them for the fact that hey, we're raising the bar, not necessarily in this building, um, but in other other buildings around town because. It's mm-hmm. going to show up on somebody's comp that, hey, fine, sold for 600 hmm. So you did those four, and you've blown the doors off everything. But, like, right now... Yeah, it was, it was, it was interesting, right? Because, like, for example, like, our um, Argyle, um, last sale, 845. We decided to go 849.9 because we thought we were nicer. Sure. Got the, got the multiple offers, sold for over $900. Um, once again, I believe... Um, happy buyers, happy sellers, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, as a realtor, when you're representing the buyer, you just, uh, oh, I remember 2016, I was sick to my stomach on, on one deal that we were writing. And um, uh, my wife, Wendy, works with me. She's like, you'll be sicker if they don't get it. Yeah. And, and she's probably right, right? Because it was their, their determination that, hey, if somebody pays more than that, they can have it. Yeah. But if we find out it sells for that, we're going to be choked. And so... You're telling the listing agent, please don't tell the neighbors that, hey, we blew somebody out of the water by 60000 I would just hate for that. And um, he's like, Renee, the other offer, $3,000 less. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, okay. So we're okay with that. I mean, I think it was, we were offering, a, I think it was like 169000 over asking. It was, uh, it was crazy back then. And, and it's crazy now. But, but like what you say is things shifting um as they did probably what we, year was that 2018 19 yeah well remember a bit, remember right? the bc government they got they were getting pissed off and they christy clark comes up with their taxes the empty home tax the right. foreign buyer tax yeah. Yeah. and yeah. then it was like throwing a rock in the pond and then we actually like i think if you look at the data i feel like in 19 we actually came back about five percent on value from the peak in 18 um right. you know it wasn't cataclysmic but it was it was something and then, of course, you know, well, whatever. We'll get into what happened in early 2020 and virus. But yeah, things turned around. Yeah. But but there was definitely a change in um, in 19. Yeah. And I think you can already see some of the listings. Um, the offers on Monday, offers on Tuesday, and all of a sudden Wednesday, you see a termination and a relist. Offers as they come, 
and lots of times maybe if uh, for example hey we want we want 1.3 so we're going to list that 119 and get multiple offers and maybe we'll get more than 1.3 yeah. and then they get the crickets well then all of a sudden you've got that with the 1.29 and offers as they come so, right. so. I, I just had I just had that happen. I had one of these little infill, you know, BC box knockdowns on Rossland behind the mall there downtown. Right. Yeah. So I had my offer day two days ago, you know, did the whole thing, right? Week, show it over the weekend, blah, blah, blah. And yep. I would say the showing activity was 50% of what it would have been a month ago in terms of number of showings. And uh, got to my offer day, totally blank, nothing. Uh, spent that night and then the early part of yesterday pounding the phone. And here's the thing. So we were on the market at 1.2 and there was comps for this, for this type of property that were anywhere between 135 to 145, depending on, you know, whatever. There were some big sales there for a while, right? Of stuff like that. Yeah. And this had good frontage, 73 feet, you know, it was a decent sized lot. So I pound the phone and last night, I had three offers and we ended up selling it cash for 1.25, but 1.25 is probably a hundred grand or thereabouts back from peak value, I think, of what that would have been about a month ago. Right. So there's still, you know, we still don't have a ton of inventory, so you can still generate, you know, situations like that, but it's not what it was four and five weeks ago at least based on the, the, the data, the sales volumes down. And then our, our inventory, like if you look at Fraser Alley inventory, I think at one point we were as low as 1500 homes for sale. And now I think we're creeping up to about 3,500. So we got way more inventory. And so this is back to the, the spirit of my question. I'm wondering, like, if you go and get, like, let's just use an example. Like if you go get one of those premium condos you just sold, or let's say you've got whatever, some, you know, beauty house uh, in East Abbey, with a suite are you changing your strategy at all or, or what do you think about that well for example the the one on Ware street we we kind of did that um we listed it without a direction of offers because we had a short window for showings we didn't know how it was going to play out mm. but um after we got some interest then we we did do a direction because we thought okay we've got access for two and a half days here yeah. um do we want do we want to look at an offer the first night or do we want to to do the full two and a half days. Yeah. Um, we thought if somebody blew us away with an offer on the first night, uh, I think my sellers probably would have, would have take would have done something. Mm. Um, um, they were out of town and logistics wise, it worked better to go to Saturday. And I mean, it was weird Saturday on a, on a long weekend to look at offers, but it was primarily because somebody had said on the Thursday, Hey, what do we write you an offer tonight? Mm -hmm. Well, my guys are tied up. Um, which they, they were. And so we just, <laughs> Sir, they, we just, I know they were I'm just laughing. Oh yeah. My guys are available for 47 hours. I don't know what's going on. He's working a double shift. <laughs> well, in, in all honesty, the Saturday I was tied up during the day with, with another listing that, uh, was just, uh, it had 15 showings. Um, so, um, I mean, cheaper condo and it was instead of having the keys, um, getting phone calls from realtors saying where the keys are, I was just there directing traffic. Yeah. So, yep. but, yep. uh, anyways, but, uh, yeah. So I think that's what I would probably do is, and we, we I've got one that's, that's coming up here in the next little while. And that's going to be our conversation. It's going to be, um, are we happy with this price? And if we are happy with that price, perhaps we should list at that price. Mm -hmm. And if, if, 
if we have to change the goalposts, we'll change the goalposts. Yeah. But let's but let's not go through because right now when you see a direction as a realtor and you're working with a buyer, um, and the buyers themselves too. It's it's the mentality now because all their friends and relatives have paid way over list price if they bought something mm-hmm. in the last six months. They're looking at something, for example, you're you're listing there and saying, I don't know if it's worth one six. Right. Right. And right. so that's and that's the problem, right? Like, so we yeah. go to market at one point two. And the reality mm-hmm. is is that we were never expecting one point four. But I think these yeah. buyers are running around going, Well, they probably Correct. want one four. Correct. And yeah. so how do we deep how, what is it gonna take to deprogram the market mm-hmm. um out of this way of thinking? Like I, I have one. I have a place, another place, kind of like Central Abbey that might come here in the next week or two. It's a premium street in Central Abbey. Mm -hmm. And I'm struggling with this. Like I'm going like, I just think I should put the number on that it's worth because if you go low, now you're counting on the buyers bidding you up. But I feel like the days on that are numbered. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Or you, you but if you go with the full number, somebody might be, oh shit, they want 150 grand more. I don't want to buy it. You know? Yeah, but if you got offers as they come, then you can always change the goalposts. I mean, it's, maybe it's a little dirty, but uh, no, no, I, I don't I, think you, that's you're dirty. Your, you're you're working for your seller, right? I mm-hmm. mean, and also it gives you a gauge, right? I mean, in, unfortunately, we don't. It's it's hard to to look at a house and say that will sell for exactly one million four hundred seventy five thousand, right? Well, you, unless you're Mel Craft, I mean, you can't <laughs> you can't do it. It's just impossible. Not even Mike Gibson can do it. So. Uh, (laughs) it's it's hard it is hard oh i say to people like i mean i'm I'm the first one to admit to people they go like what do you think and i'm like you know what i have no idea like we got these as you know uh examples to look at but even within the sales in the last month there's a lot of inconsistency and it's it's hard to know until you expose it to the market no exactly i mean that's uh and 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 that's what we're, 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 we've been explaining to sellers is that, uh, that, and I had that happen. It's like, well, if we're going to, if we're going to sell for X amount, why are we listing at only Y amount? Right. <laughs> I said, well, it doesn't really matter what we list at. I mean, I remember, um, and so that was earlier this, the, sorry, of last year. Yeah. Um, um, probably uh, what month? Boy, oh boy. Well, one June, of the, July, one of the one hot thing. months. Yeah, sure. Yeah, one of, the, one of the hot months when it yeah. was going crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, so he had, um, so let's just use some round numbers here. Um, he, we're going to list at $899. Mm-hmm. And so he's he's selling tools and somebody comes up and is like, oh, why are you selling your tools? Oh, I sell my house. It's like, oh, okay, well, um, why are you, uh, what price do you want? Oh, we're going to list at probably eight ninety nine. I'll give you eight ninety nine today, cash. <laughs> and so the guy phones me and says, "Hey, I could sell my house right now for eight ninety nine. I said, "Don't do it." I'm like, You're... "What do you mean?" I said, "That's what we're going to list it at." I said, "That's not what we're going to sell it at. That's what we're going to list it at." Oh, okay. Yeah, so, that's a good so point. He's like, he's like, "If we're selling it for higher, why are why are we listing so low?" I said, "You know what? Let's list at nine forty nine, right?" Oh, okay. Um, and then. I had one realtor just begging me to look at it before, and he threw um, threw an offer of 980 with no subjects. And Mike Seller was like, "Should we take it?" I said, "I think we can do better." And he's like, "Okay, okay, we trust you." And so, to make a long story short, we got one million one hundred thirty-five thousand on it. And he and I could see the look in his eyes when we were signing the offer. Right, he, he could see the the wheels turning in his head. He's like, 
I almost sold it for nine hundred mm-hmm. pri- privately. So yeah. I would have saved the commission. Yeah. <laughs> but but so he's like, yeah. So uh, you so you get you get the text. Uh, the, so it was pre pre Thanksgiving because I got the uh, got the got the text um, the Happy Thanksgiving because something that they were thankful for. Was, oh, that's cool. Was the Rely and Renee? There you go. Rely on Renee. <laughs> Relax, I got your back. Isn't that it? Right? Relax, I got your back. That's uh, that's um, it's on a couple of bus benches. Relax, sit back, I got your back. Something like that. Here sit we go. Relax. I I just pulled it up. Okay, so right now, Fraser Valley Real Estate Board, we have cross property search or multi class search. We have thirty three hundred and fifty listings for sale, and like I said, it was in the early part of January we were at fifteen hundred. David Rochelle actually told me yesterday he thinks we were at fourteen hundred. I don't remember seeing that, but maybe we were. Um, wow. where do you think, so where does it switch? Like, do we got to get to 5,500 or 6,000 or like, where do we get to an environment where it's like, okay, you're not even, you're, you're listing your home, you're picking the price and, and yeah. I'm not saying the market's crashing, but like now we go, it's going to sell within 30 days. What's that number? I don't know historically what that is. I feel like it's yeah, around, you know what? yeah, I'm not sure. It's got to be five or 6,000 listings. I think. I, I don't know if it is that high. Well, I can tell you this much <laughs> when we were back, like back in, you know, now I even sound old back in the, uh, in the last time we corrected. <laughs> so 2008, yeah. 2009, yeah. uh, we got damn close to 13,000 listings. I don't know if okay. we crossed yeah, so over yeah. 13,000, but I know yeah. that we were above 10,000. Like it, it, it got bad there for a while. We had hmm. absorption rates that were under 5%, uh, in the Fraser Valley and even specifically in our market here in Abbotsford. Uh, well, every market, Langley, Surrey, whatever, they all had it. Um, yeah. But now, and you know, like we've been living in this world basically since 2015, where we never dropped below 30%, and we've been like at friggin' 70 and 80%, right? But yeah, I, I still, but I seem to think that like balanced market starts to hit around five or six thousand. Probably right. So because then the other the other way you're going to the to a buyer's market, right? So yeah, and buyers takes a bit more. I mean, I'm just I'm you know, making numbers up as I go here, but I feel like, you know, now you're getting, you got to be creeping up towards 10,000 to be in an environment where, you know, you call it a buyer's market. I think. So you said, you said 3350, what was the sales number? So 3350 is the current active number right now. And if I pull, so if I go sold, I'm going to go back 60 days and then we'll do the math. Cause the problem with only going back 30 days is there's some of those sales haven't reported yet. So if you go back 60 days and then divide by two, you get a more accurate number because you know what I mean? Like if a place sold yesterday, it's going to show up on the stats, but it's not there yet. Right. So we go 60 days back. So we've sold 2,400 on the button, which means that's 1,200. So you go 1,200 divided by, what did I say? 3,550 or 3,450? I, I, I think it was 3,350, but I 3,350. So we're at 35% absorption still, hmm. uh, which is still very high, but that's drastically different. We were like at 60 and 70 and 80% for yeah, or if not, if not higher, I think on some sectors, I think we had some spikes. Yeah, you're right. I think we did get up to a hundred, like it would spike up or whatever, but you know, yeah. um, 35% is still a very vibrant market, but it is way down from, from where we were. And this is why I'm, this is why I'm asking you the question. I'm wondering where is the right time to, uh, like I've had these conversations come up with clients now, there are, um, sorry, that was my phone beeping. Go away. I didn't put it on do not disturb. <laughs> Should have put it on do not disturb. I've had like what I would say are sophisticated in tune clients 
bring this up with me in a meeting without my prompting. So mm. that means the public is starting to see yeah. and feel things, right? I think I had two people show me, um, this is totally off topic, probably I apologize, but uh, there, was a, there was a Bloomberg report, I think it was a two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and it was 20, uh, the, the host prices are going to drop 20%. And so one was a realtor and one was a, um, not my client, but another um, realtor's client who was just kind of just chatting and, and showed his, uh, another realtor had emailed him, or I guess he was in constant contact with who knows, numerous realtors, but one realtor had pointed that out. I don't know if it was, hey, don't buy mm -hmm. because of that. And somebody told him, yeah, so I mean, so that could be the, it, as you know, when the front page of the province in in 2015-16 said that house prices were going up $461 a day, yeah. the market just went nuts. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So if if the media um the media tells you that the market's gonna crash, then there's gonna be some people that will hit their brakes. But um there's people that still have to buy and still people have to sell. And so I think what happens is the uh, in a roundabout way, you probably for pricing strategies, it depends on your location and where you are. I mean, as you know, there's still in the worst markets. There's multiple offers still. Yep. Maybe you're getting maybe you're getting full price, yeah, <laughs> and not way over, but uh, you're still getting multiple offers um, because of the of the property that you're selling, right? But totally. anyway, that was total segue. Sorry. No, no, no. That that it, it's true. Just triggered a thought in my brain. Shoot, you said. Right before I had a, oh, I'm so dumb. I just lost my, I swear it was really good. And now I can't think about it. You were talking about whatever it's gone. It disappeared. I had a thought, well, you're right. You're right. There are people that still got multiple offers. Like in 2009, if you can yeah. price a home sharp, uh, That's right. you know, yeah. essentially, you know, whatever, 10% below everyone else, um, you're still going right. to get it. Oh, my thought just came back. Look at that. My brain works. Awesome. I'm not sure what that is. Prefrontal prefrontal cortex or what it is. <laughs> I I actually I think we've gotten to a place with our rise in prices where a correction doesn't matter. And so here's how I here's what I'm meaning by that. Yeah. We go back to pre-pandemic and take pick a house any house you want. It doesn't matter. We've now gone up statistically about 90% in values. For, I'm talking detached market. I know the attached yeah, hasn't yeah. quite done this yet, but yeah, let's talk no. detached. So, you know, take your home that was, you know, 800 grand pre-pandemic. That home is 1.5 now, or give, give yeah. or take, right? Yep. So take your 1.5 and go, okay, we have a 20% correction. What is that? Okay, 250 grand. Okay, so it's 1.25. Exactly. I don't think it matters. Like, yeah. yes, of course, there's always going to be the people who just bought, who that stings psychologically, but it only actually matters if they got to turn around and sell the home. And there would be a small percentage that, that do or whatever. But we've gone up such a significant amount that even a significant price correction, I think, is going to be a blip on the radar for a lot of people, especially considering, I know everyone freaks out about debt, but you got to remember everybody in this last, you know, period of time, we're all stress tested, right? Like you either had more than 20% down, in which case you're in a good equity position, or if you were uh, applying for particular types of mortgages, you were stress tested at like whatever it's been four and a half to 5%, right? So 
even right. a rising interest rate environment, these people who have bought these places have proven through the, the, the testing that they can afford these properties uh, in an environment where interest rates go up significantly. So I actually don't like, yeah, I, I think it doesn't necessarily matter as much as um, we make of it. And I remember, you know, different numbers, different ratios, but I remember feeling terrible for some of my clients that bought in the latter half of 2008 you know, different mm -hmm. numbers back then, but like, you know, envision whatever, uh, you know, you sold a home for 550 and now the friggin' thing's worth 475 and it's just like, whatever you're, you feel bad. And I felt bad for some of my people. I felt like, oh shoot, I should have seen this coming and talked them out of doing that move or whatever. But right. you know, unless you had to sell in 2009, which almost all of them didn't by the That's time, right. by the time we got to 2012, we had, you know, the values had come back and then, you know, the rest is, is history. But, but in that situation, you know, we hadn't climbed nearly at the pace or the amount that we have just climbed here in the last two years. And there's a lot of people who've moved. They moved, um, you know, let's say a year ago, mid pandemic or something. And yeah. they've got already enough equity in their home where even if we went through a 20, 25% <laughs> correction, they're still fine. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. But there will be the odd person that, uh, I mean, if there is a correction um, that's going to call you in 2027, let's say, and yep. you're going to think, uh oh, did they buy in 2021 or when, what year did they buy? Whatever it is, totally. Because they got, they're moving to Edmonton, right? Um, or wherever, right? You kind of look, I mean, we had, I've had that, uh, there's been a couple of cycles where, like you say, it, it, did they, when, when did they buy? And you look and you think, uh oh. And I've had people where they've had to write a check to get to oh, yeah. their house, right? I mean, yep. and, and a lot of newer realtors have no idea what we're talking about um, because the prices, they just, they keep going up. Mm -hmm. They never go down. Does real estate go down? <laughs> well, not, not in a long time. <laughs> well, like you said, it did slightly go down in, two, in 2019, slightly. Yeah, there's some, there's some blips, right? I mean, we live in the... What is it? The probably the best place in North America, right? And well, now the prices some, are some would say the best relative. place in the world. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And there's big uh big immigration plans planned for the next uh what do they say, twenty four to thirty six months, right? So even though we're not um you know, we haven't had immigration through the pandemic. No, um, that's right. A lot yeah. of what's gone on through the pandemic has been just, you know, people moving around and, you know, basically that's Canadian right. citizens doing stuff. But we're now gonna get hit with a bunch of pent up demand of immigration and those people all come in with money and yeah. that is going to put further pressure on, you know, the greater Vancouver market and other markets as well. But to your point, I think yeah. Vancouver is probably number one destination according to a lot of people anyway. Oh, for sure. I mean, you you travel the world and when you tell people that you live um, an hour out of uh, Vancouver, they're like, Oh, that's beautiful. I've been there or, Oh, that's on my bucket list to go to Vancouver. And when I, and when I do that, they go, do you know, Renee? And I go, yeah, yep. I do know. Yeah. I do know Renee. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like exactly. Bob, Bob from Toronto and Renee from Vancouver. That's, that's, that's what right. people, that's right. That's what people have. I was just telling buddy, somebody the story about that, uh, when Wendy and I were at a football game in New Orleans and the guy had said he had been to Buffalo and up through Toronto and I can't remember the guy's name that he had said, do you know, Scott Thompson? He did Toronto? not say that you actually that, had he, that happen. Yeah, and then I looked at Wendy. I said, "Oh, Wendy, do do we know Scott Thompson from That's Toronto?" Amazing. And she's just rolling her eyes and shaking her head at me. And I said, "Oh no, I guess no, I don't think we do." 
there's like there's like 14 million people in Toronto. Uh, his gig was just down the street from ours. Oh, that's priceless. It was good though. I mean, I understand if someone's like, "Hey, yo, you're from Swift Current. Do you know Do you know Daryl Reimer from Swift Current? Like, that's a legitimate that's right. question." Correct. But Correct. Toronto, yeah. you gotta, you know, if the population is over a hundred thousand, you can't ask mm. the question. Yeah. But on the map, it's only like four and a half inches. Well, totally. And the dot, <laughs> the dot is the same size dot as all the other places, so it <laughs> ma- makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I kind of directed our conversation here. Was there any? Did Did, did you want to? fire at me i have another thing i wanted to ask you but i don't want to you know if you had something then then you can fire away too yeah go ahead. um how would you fire away my life is an open book your life is an open <laughs> oh okay we're gonna get let's get private and personal how do you so you've done you said 19 what'd you say again 91 or 92 you said 92 1991 1991 so yeah there's a lot of like change in that time obviously yeah there was there were some lean years in there i mean that yeah uh, yeah you're yeah, it's your co-calling, and um, it, it's funny because you're you, it, and obviously then the, luckily the the do not call list came in, so he kind of like, oh, I'm not going to cold call because I don't want to <laughs> yeah. subscribe to the do not call list. Totally. One thing I I never could door knock. That's just I I can I can take re- rejection over the phone, but I can't re- take rejection at the door. <laughs> I okay, but, so I was the opposite. When I yeah. started, those were still things, like barely. They were going out of style, but yeah. I felt like over the phone, a person could make a rejection much easier, and face-to-face, it was harder. So I Good did, yeah. I door-knocked, well, speaking of Harvey, I door-knocked Harvey's backyard, all of Townline oh. Hill, <laughs> the whole thing, all the way up Townline into all of Harvey's, and, and I ended up actually, there's one time, I got a listing, and it was an old Harvey client. Um, oh, there you go. <laughs> because Harvey had, you know, sold it to them when it was brand new and whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and of course that didn't last very long, you know, door knocking kind of went the way of the dinosaur too. But in the early years, 2003, 2004, I was probably done by five, but three and four, I door knocked and I hated the phone because I felt like people could just hang up on you. But if you surprise them at the door, <laughs> yeah. it's a little bit tougher. I forget what the speaker was who was doing the circuit about door knocking and he would knock on the door and like oh, I'm just going through the neighborhood, just seeing if anybody's thinking of moving, right? And he says, and if they shut the door in my face, I'd say thanks for the nine dollars. And then the people would open the door. <laughs> what? What'd you say? Like, oh, and I can't remember if it was nine dollars, but anyways, it was like it was like thanks for the nine dollars, right? Because that's talk- the that's yeah, the math. That's that that's the math on on the people that um, I get listings, and it works out to be about nine dollars a door. That's incredible. Like, <laughs> so, and then uh, yeah. I wonder how that There's, would go. I wonder how that would go today. Thanks for the fourteen hundred dollars. <laughs> that's about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. You definitely get some people coming back. Yeah, but over the years, I think um, it grew a database. Um, like you're always, as a realtor, that's what you should have because uh, usually it's uh, you. But you got to stay in touch. I mean, I'm I'm probably one that doesn't stay in touch enough, right? I mean. I think you can send too little, but uh, you can also send too much, in my opinion. So, do you right? do, do you think like when you get when I ask people to say, "Hey, describe your business or your philosophy or whatever," yeah. some people yeah, say, yeah. "I find there's two there's two things, and it doesn't have to be either or, but there's yeah. systems, and then there's like relationship." And of course, in an ideal right. world, you got both, right? But yeah. 
Yeah. Do you look back on your career and go, you know what, I think I nailed the systems down pretty good. Or do you go, you know, what? I think I figured out how to be pretty good with people. And I just kind of, I did the people thing and the systems came later. Like what, how, where do you put yourself yeah. on that scope? I mean, every year I always think, oh, we've got to do a system. And, and Wendy, um, as you know, who works with me. Yeah, I should have brought, brought Wendy up earlier. I'm stupid. Your wife is awesome. She, she kind of runs, she runs the whole ship, right? She does. Yeah, yeah. no, exactly. I'm just, uh, yeah, just the, the front man. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I did the, did the math at the year end of 2021. And I think, so you just kind of like, Looking at medallion stats, right? And what do we have? I think forty-five point five, and so forty-six sales. Let's call it. I think, um, and it was I think eighty-seven percent because it was like forty. If you divided forty divided sure. by forty-six, I think it came up to eighty-seven percent. Would have been repeat and referral, direct repeat and referral. I'm doing the math right now. Eighty-six point nine percent. There you go. Repeat and referral. And then out of that, um, so then there were six deals that. Came, I think, I think four directly from Floor Duty at Remax. Holy crap! Say that right? out loud. So, like you're talking like four in addition to the. No, four on in 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 that forty six. Got like it. 40 got were, it. Forty were repeat referral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had one one I know for sure just because it. Uh, you mentioned the bus bench. Yeah, yeah. So. So somebody called me. We saw you have. We saw your face on REW. Yeah. So uh, so I I pay to have whatever my face pop up, I guess, or whatever. And we walk by your bench almost every day, and you have such honest eyes. And that's so I thought, amazing. Oh, I, I agree so, with that. I think you have honest uh, eyes. Oh. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I'll be I'll be walking. Who's, who's a person who has dishonest eyes? Let's talk about that. I, I don't good. know. I, I, I must have friends who aren't because I'll be walking down the street for a breast, <laughs> let's say, in Vancouver, and yeah. there'll be a panhandler. The yeah. panhandler's coming to me, not my, not my other three friends. <laughs> that is, they can see a bleeding heart from a mile away. That's good. Uh, exactly. Anyway, but... Uh, and then, yeah, I think, um, yeah, four directly from floor duty. And then I think one was REW. And then one was somebody had called me and I don't know how they got my name. So I just kind of like, was kind of like, it was kind of an unknown. Um, sure. I think yeah. I had sold, I think it was, it was a, it was a strata. And I think I had sold a couple in the building. So probably saw something online and was interviewing agents and picked me. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. Is there something yeah. that you think, like, I mean, you're, you're in a sweet spot. You've got like rich history, people that love you, database of people that know you. Is there something that you look at in today's climate and say like, ah, I should probably like, maybe I should do that or I should try this thing or whatever, or are you comfortable um, where you're at right now? I mean, you always want to expand, but there's nothing more um, than when you get referred to somebody totally, and you, and you walk in, I mean, I don't need, like, how would you say it? I don't need people to, to work with me. I want people to work with me. Yeah. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's the biggest kick in the junk when you found out somebody else because their, 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 their friend got into real estate. And so now they're using that person and you're thinking, what I do wrong? You didn't do anything wrong, but it's still, and it's not the money. It's more the, oh, don't they trust me anymore? But no, they just want to support their friend. 
Yeah. Um, totally. So, and you got to accept that because, hey, I've been in that position. I remember a new realtor um, back in the day said, hey, you know, my, my brother-in-law. And I was thinking, oh, no, I do. Right. <laughs> right. Really? I'm I thinking, thought he was we, dead. Oh, he's not dead. We, okay. We've been talking about selling this house for the last five years. Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the brother-in-law calls me and oh. I'm thinking, I'm thinking what? Yeah. And I said, I said, uh, um, aren't you using so-and-so? He goes, no, no. We made it perfectly clear when yeah. they said they were getting into real estate that we said, Renee's our realtor. That's amazing. And they, they basically, that person's not a realtor anymore, but at the time, <laughs> I think it created quite the divide. All because of you, Renee, because of you. <laughs> it created quite the divide in the family um, for, oh. for, several, for several months after. But, uh, and I felt bad. I'm thinking, well, I could work with that person if you want. No, no, we, we want you. Okay. I mean, and so that's, that's the, you I, I don't know. You just I've been blessed to have loyalty and I mean I think I think you, you get what you give, right? I mean Well, you've put in thirty years. I mean you, you yeah. consistency yeah. in time is a magical uh yeah. it's a magical thing. I, I you just reminded me of something. Um I I mean I, so me for me it's almost twenty, but I, I can feel the the richness of eighteen years of deep roots and you've got thirty some odd. So I mean I can only imagine what that's like. But I had, I remember having scenarios early in my career where I'm the one that's gutted, right? Like you, you're licensed and the assumption or the hope is that everybody, all your family and friends are going to work with you. Yeah. And I had a lot, like a lot of scenarios where people that I would hope would give me a shot, they worked with, I mean, pick your prime realtor, right? All of them were good. And, and reality is, is I didn't have a shot, but what I learned over time was that not all of them, but many of those people, the next time they moved, they actually came to me. But right. they weren't willing to take a chance on a rookie kid. And I totally mm -hmm. get that now in retrospect. So they were thinking about me, but yeah. it wasn't until six, seven, eight, nine, ten years later. And actually, I've just got one of these calls has just happened in my life in the last, like literally in the last week, where these people have moved twice. Uh, without me, but it was early on in my career. And I always wondered like, huh, I wonder why I never got a crack there. And lo and behold, out of the blue, I get this call here a couple weeks ago. And it, I, that early in my career, they just were like, oh, you know what? We're going to work with a more of a seasoned pro, but now, um, now I'm their guy. And so, I mean, the only answer for that is you got to put the time in, right? You don't always get it right away. Yeah, no, for sure. I know I, I, I helped somebody in, it was probably the late nineties. They, it was a divorce and then, um, she got remarried and then, um, they, they bought something without me and then, um, they were listed with somebody else. And then somebody said, why don't you just call Renee again? Right. Like, yeah, oh, we should. Mm -hmm. And so I went in there and they, they said, they said, we felt we needed like somebody and, and I can't remember the term that they used, but almost like. We thought we needed like a salesperson, like somebody that was going to sell hmm. the property, hmm. right? Um, and then we ended up selling it. And the, her her son um, and um, off off the call, I'll tell you the property because I think you were the realtor that sold it. Oh no way! Um, <laughs> well, we'll talk about it off off, <laughs> sure, off, sure, off the air. Totally. Yeah. But but the son who's like 
six, seven, eight. I can't remember what age he looked at me. He goes, I knew you could sell it. That's amazing. <laughs> and I think it was basically, yeah, they just, they, they picked this realtor because they thought that person would be, I don't know, aggressive or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. They, right. And, and that's not what I am. Right. I mean, I tell people, Hey, 31 years, I don't think I've ever sold a house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. I mean, buyers know what they want. I mean, I've shown, shown listings with, with bonuses, looked at the buyer and said, Hey, there's a $5,000 bonus for the realtor on this one. What does that mean? <laughs> so if you buy it, I get an extra $5,000. Yeah. They're like, Oh, that's pretty cool. I said, so I think the listing agent thinks I could probably talk you into this. And the, do you think I could talk you into anything? No. And it's like, and they end up buying it, but it's not because of the bonus, right? But in the eyes of the listing agents, probably like, hey, sweet. Yeah, that bonus helped. But um, by having but, that conversation, you build trust, which is probably already there. And yeah, they end yeah. up making that decision with all the information in front of them. Yeah, for sure. No, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And that's that's what it's all about. I mean... It's just, yeah, I mean, I know that, uh, like you, you, as you know, I mean, you've got clients that become, become friends in a roundabout way. I mean, sure. you're not, you're not going out for dinner and, and things like, I mean, you are with some, but not a lot, but you might see something is like, like just the other day, it was funny. Um, I not funny because of the situation. Um, I had some, I had a, a client whose, um, parents had passed away and I knew, and I'd help them. But this one lady came and looked at this list. This is how the world works. It's weird. This lady comes and the way she's talking reminds me of, hey, this reminds me of Mrs. So-and-so. The next day, I get a text from the daughter hmm. asking me about a sale in her complex and saying, hey, what did this, what did this sell for? And I said, this is weird. I thought of you yesterday because I thought of your mom. Yeah, yeah. And so, so I had to phone her and just say, hey. I was going to text you back, but uh, I thought this is a conversation I should have. I said, I met a lady who reminded me exactly like your mom. And uh, anyways, but, but it's that, it's that kind of situation where I guess, where am I going with this is that um, you can, you can, it doesn't have to always be about real estate, but it can be totally, it can kind of create a personal level, obviously. But did you, have you had a lot of clients like, this is maybe a random question, but you had me curious. Do you have a lot of clients turn into friends? Like, are you the guy that like, whatever, you're having dinner all of a sudden at the keg with a client because you kind of like them and there you are or not? No, I, I'm, I'm not. Um, Me neither. I, That's why I'm asking. I mean, I, I mean, I know, I know some realtors that are, I know realtors that, um, that, Oh, I've got to go for lunch for that client or I got to meet that client. I'm not. Um, and I don't know what that, I mean, it works for some people. It, it doesn't really work for me. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I love my clients and I like to think that they love me, but I mean, they, I don't want them to feel that I'm going for dinner to, to keep their business or do whatever. I mean, if, if there's people that, um, how do you say it? I mean, I mean, there is, there's, there is people that become friends, but not super close friends. Mm-hmm, if you put mm-hmm. it that way. Like, yeah, no, totally. I don't know the best way to explain it. It's but. well, I have found like, there's been a couple times where I'm, I meet some people and you get close with them and you help them. It's like in my brain, I'm like, oh, I think we, I think we'd actually really jive. And then I've even like, you know, like, oh, maybe we should go for dinner, you know, get Kristen and, you know, go and, you know, it's the four of us or whatever. And every time I've 
been open to that, it's it's been weird every time. Yeah. And because yeah. the, the relationship starts like this is a business relationship. And yes, there's some similarities and you got a lot in common, but then That's every right. every time we've come away from it, my, my wife, she said, like, that is not happening again. Like that, yeah. that, is, that is, you know, because it's like it's still the framework or the foundation of the relationship was based upon this business relationship, not some other natural development. And then in some weird way, now you're trying to be friends, but you're still wearing the real estate hat. And then the conversation's going over a business. And I don't know, the last thing Kristen wants to be in is some conversation where I'm getting asked real estate questions all the time. And, uh, yeah. and, and I don't like it either. I like to be able to turn off. I hate, like if I'm in a social setting with friends and we're truly hanging out, like with people that are in my peer group that I you know love and like, I can't stand it when somebody wants to talk about the market and I'm trying to just like chill on a Friday night or, or yeah. Saturday night or whatever. I, I don't know. No, for that's sure. No, exactly. I mean, sound like a Grinch, but I don't want to do it. That's the nature of real estate is because that's what everyone wants to talk about when they find out you're a realtor. Yeah, totally. Well, especially in an environment like this too. How's the market? Yeah. You must be, you must be busy. I mean, <laughs> I uh, bet oh, you're making gets, a lot of money. <laughs> gets, I know exactly. Right. And, um, I mean, I just had some, some, some clients that are like, Oh, Renee must be, must be happy with the, the listings and whatever. And it's like, yeah, but he's probably got buyers in the same market, right? Because they're seeing their listing gets multiple offers and realizing that, okay, so you had five offers. So there's four people that lost out Four people that, yeah. that had their hopes that, Hey, we're buying our home, right? We're writing a letter. We're sending a yeah. picture of our family. Yeah. And now we're getting our, our balloon burst. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have also shared that with people. I, when it comes up, I tell, I say to people, I'm like, this is a very stressful environment. There's a lot of people that are really, you know, not having a fun time and you try to put a little bit of the humanity back in it. And then if people keep pressing me, I have a typical, I did, I did this actually over Christmas. I remember somebody was like, Hey, how are things going for you? You know, and they were kind of leading into like, you know, you must be busy. You must be a loving this. And I just looked at them. I said, actually, you know, I'd like to do less and make more money. I generally get irritated <laughs> when people want me to work hard and I'm naturally lazy and I don't really like this. And it just, it was like a conversation and just ended the conversation right there. Oh, brother. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, brother. Well, we've, uh, we've, I think we've come full circle. That was a long time I kept you. Almost, almost an hour and 10 minutes. You have the wow. microphone. Do you got anything else you want to say to the world before we, uh, before we part ways? When you, I don't even know, if, did we talk about anything that we were, you were thinking we were going to talk about? No, I'm, I, I, I think, so. I think we're good. I don't I think we've, uh, you know, I think we solved a lot of problems. We, we shared a lot of wisdom. I think people are going to come away and go, wow, that, that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm good. And I want to be respectful of your time. And I, I appreciate, um, you know what? Actually, one thing I wanted to say is I, sure. you know, we did, we had our AGM yesterday. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the AGM? I sure did. You yeah, watched yourself sure. on video. You did your, uh, yeah. Yeah. And did you just, just pick it apart and hate yourself like most humans yeah, or what did you do? Start working out. But... <laughs> there you go. So that's, <laughs> I noticed that. that wasn't my takeaway. My takeaway was that <laughs> I just, uh, I'm, I am, I've always been impressed with the generosity within our, uh, within our, brokerage and our family but you and wendy obviously um bring have brought another um element to that with your own life experience and 
it's a it's amazing to see um whatever it's just awesome to have you and to have you you know kind of champion champion championing that's a word uh the miracle network uh it was i thought it was a really great video i loved it yeah no i just uh I, I I love the fact that I can advertise my listings as miracle homes. It's 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 so weird. I shouldn't say weird, but it's it's how people will pick. Well, you've shown one of my listings, and it's right on the front page of uh, of the property brochure, the feature sheet. It's got I'm a miracle home, and people are all like, "What is that?" And so then you get to explain a little bit about the Children's Miracle Network and Children's Hospital, and yeah. and how a portion of of uh, what I make goes to it. I mean, and so we've got a, we've got a sold rely on Renee picture or sign. I get to people and it's got about a miracle home after a successful sale. I mean, people are all over trying to, I, I had one family last, last year I got referred to some people and interviewed. They're going to interview three agents and I went through um, what we do and, and we've got a little page about CMN in, in yeah. my presentation and, they looked at each other and they had their, uh, their eight year old that was there. Um, hmm. And turns out their eight year old had spent quite a bit of time in children's hospital. Oh, wow. And, and uh, I mean, I don't do it to get listings, but it got me that listing because mm-hmm. they said, they called me the next day, said, we didn't even call the other two realtors. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so we just uh, want to work with you. So, yeah. So their home became a miracle home. So, and, and, you know, I, I, you probably maybe you heard me say this on the AGM yesterday, but like we have a lot of, uh, not a lot. We have, well, yeah, we have a number of agents in our office and I, I'm in this group where we don't put the riders on our the signs, but they are, yeah. you know, and I think that I'm where my brain was broken on that. I got into a bad habit years ago, but I thought like I never wanted to be perceived as if I was doing that for attention. And so. And that's what I was afraid of at first, right? Yeah, and I'm not saying you are. Obviously, you aren't. Yeah. But I, but I, ha- and I haven't yeah. actually thought about this. Like I've done this my whole career. Like so, yeah. like this was a decision I made in 2004, <laughs> approximately. Yeah. And I've never done it, and that's like stupid. And I, but I understand in 2004 why I thought that way because I was young and I didn't want to come across a certain way. But now it's ridiculous. I should have those riders on every sign. Like it, it's promoting an incredible thing, and everybody yeah. that does it should. And I know we have a lot of agents in our office who mm-hmm. give on every home and they don't put the rider on. Right. So anyways, that's my, I'm going to put the rider on. Two years ago when we were at R4 and, and some of the kids that are sort of the, um, the face of, uh, of, of, of CMN, um, that was pretty touching when yeah. they came out and spoke and that. So yeah, it just kind of hit home a little bit. Uh, I mean, um, my little buddy, I mean, she was, uh, she got, I think, an extra two years um, of life because of Children's Hospital. Yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah. so we we've been paying back other ways as well, not just uh, off uh, off Miracle Homes, but uh, we got a Team Love for Lily that does the, the RBC race for the kids kind of thing. So we'll walk with some friends. I remember so, uh, in the pre-pandemic days. I- we used to do the, uh, the, the fundraising gatherings at various restaurants. And I mean, do you have a, do you have a plan to do that again when we're. Uh, oh, or, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That was so a good time. Uh, I think we're at Finnegan's or whatever it was back in the day. Right. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you got it. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Okay. Well, that's right. a good place to cap it. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. I love talking with you. We do this all the time. You know, you and I, I usually end up in an hour conversation every time we talk. Anyway, exactly. So. We're, we're like, hey, how come we just didn't record this? <laughs> I know. We, should, we, we, we could. We could. 
Anyway, so thank you. I appreciate this. And um, and I'm sure I've forgotten to mention some realtors that have touched my lives in the past. But uh, well, you mentioned Jim Reimer. Him and I were, were partners for a year, as well as Rob Kozlowski over at another brokerage. So All all good people. All another, good people. Another, another time we can talk about that. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay, thanks, buddy. We'll uh, all right, thank see you. you soon. Okay, bye. Take care.